What's shaking, YouTube and Ites? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week, or what we'd like to call the Ofer Show. <laughs> the Ofer. Uh, welcome everybody in the live chat to the show. I do believe I had a request here, which we don't play much of. Who was it? Uh, GT Key Comics says my request is more classic '80s house music. Oh, I don't know if I should play that, but you know what? Since you asked, and Anthony was nice. Anthony asked, you asked for some more freestyle music, but you know what? Anthony was like nice enough to say, "Hey, play some house music." So what I give you so is the great Armin van Helden from Tomorrowland, Belgium, 2018. Why you guys congregate? Dig it. Yeah, those guys were on MDMA at the end. Oh yeah, every. <laughs> oh, uh, we're slowly starting to get back to. Hopefully, you can. Uh, I don't think somebody asked. Is that a rave? I don't think they call them raves anymore. We'd be dating. That, I think that was EDM. That was just a. Yeah, Tomorrowland uh, is a is a EDM concert, festival. but like yeah. a rave, you'd have to go into like an old abandoned warehouse in us, the middle of the yeah, city. Right. It's kind of sketchy. Old people, yeah, know yeah. that when you went to a rave, the, the Detroit rave scene was um, there was no advertisement. You just showed up, and there was like a dude that's like, go over here, <laughs> and then there was people passed out from uh, uh, people tripping on all kinds of cool stuff. That was the good old days. It was it was the equivalent of our uh, Woodstock hippie days, right? You know, uh, definitely you know, an underground scene for sure yeah. was... speaking of underground scenes dark side jedi say what's yo, good yo 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 thursday night everybody did we all get to see the new uh titans episode yet i don't know it's so Not far so good yet so no spoilers yet no spoilers. but i did see the eternals trailer was that was looked really good i don't know anything about mind. them but i'm excited to see that movie yeah shout out to everybody and uh, my man aka mr bolo say what's good to the people 
Oh, man, excited to be here. I got to tell you, of any show I've ever done on YouTube, I get more hyped up to do this one just because of the intro. The intro <laughs> you, you, know, you can't beat it. It's we try to make it fun, man. We try to make it fun. It's a party. It should be a party. It's like going to your LCS on Wednesdays, right? You just sit there and you talk to people about comics and you know and different things. But that's what we're here for, boys and girls. Speaking of which, this is the Cover Price Top Ten, sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Get over there. Sign up for a two-week free trial. If you like what you see, sign up for $6.99 a month to get all your price guides, collections, and trends, and good stuff like this right here. Uh, also, is sponsored by our friends at KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives, as well as 15% off anything in the KRS pool box, which means new comics. Uh, they still have some uh, mystery boxes left if you're interested so make sure you hit them up i do believe the cdc boxes are sold out but they still have the hundred dollar boxes you use the discount code ltlb lotlb get 15 percent off that's easy math for me shit that's only 85 dollars so you get two signed comics and two unsigned comics they're not random comics they're all karis comics variants also our friends at cover price are doing a giveaway you can win a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. Wow. All you have to do is follow this link that I'm going to put right here. It will be pinned for the rest of the show, so make sure you guys peep it out. Um, as soon as I figure out how to pin it, <laughs> let me pin it. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so check out the link I just dropped in there. The cover price is doing a giveaway. You could win some of those cool Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one. And if you've been paying attention, you realize how hot the um, the turtles, anything has been. Uh, so make sure you check it out from Boone Studios. Great giveaway. Uh, also, I believe on their... Um, how come I can't pin it? That's weird. Anyway, uh, some... Oh, let me try it again. Why won't you pin... Maybe you can only get pinned on the. Uh, that's weird. Anyway, go peep it out. Uh, they're doing a cool giveaway. Also, follow. Make sure you follow our friends uh, on Cover Price on Instagram. They're always doing cool stuff. Uh, this is the Cover Price Shake of book, the Week. Uh, KRS has. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys about that. Oh, thanks for reminding me, Ryan. Because yeah. there's so much stuff to talk about from our great sponsors that uh, I forgot to show you guys. That gosh darn it. You know, it's beautiful. I, I, you know, I'm stupid. You know, I, <laughs> I, I I created the graphic and then I left it on my laptop. But you know what? With the power of technology, I will be able to show it to you right now. This is actually a rarity because it's dropping on Saturday. So make sure you check it out on Saturday. Uh, you won't want to miss it. It's one of Ryan's favorite artists. And, it really <laughs> is. Oh, speaking, I do have the graphic, duh. Uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series, number one. Yeah, Harley Quinn, uh, Natalie Sanders, exclusive variant for Keras Comics. Use the discount code of LOTLB, and you too get 15% off this gorgeous Harley Quinn variant. It looks very, very much like Margot Rob Robbie in that uh, that picture there. Uh, so don't forget, it's not dropping Friday, boys and girls. It's dropping Saturday, Saturday same time at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, uh, this is absolutely gorgeous, and damn, that looks dead on like Margot Robbie. She did, a great, yeah. she, looks, she did a great job on that. But all right, so this is the cover price shakers of the week list. This is the what we like to call the offer list because Matt said, you know what, way too many people got like five out of tens on Tuesday show. So you know what? Well, like, Tuesday you know, shows is a little bit, you know, yeah, that, that's stuff that's kind of hot moving around right now. But uh, this this one is definitely the this the big one. Boy you, list. I guarantee, at least you'll get at least one or two out of these because you know Matt wanted to give a show a little mercy to you guys. So, what do we got for the first shaker, guys? All right, we're starting off with Amazing Spider-Man number three sixty-five, the newsstand variant from Marvel in nineteen ninety-two. Uh, this first appearance of Spider-Man 2099 via preview of Spider-Man 2099 number one <clears throat> hit a crazy new high sale of $1,652 for a CGC 9.8 after 37 bids. Wow. High-grade RAWs averaged for around $50, making this one a huge gap book. Cheap RAWs that sell for much larger price in a 9.8. 
uh, as 2099 uh, becomes more relevant, the question is being asked at what book is truly seen as the first appearance, this preview or Spider-Man 2099 number one. For now, the market has chosen this. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, for anyone complaining about previews, if you're going to have a Miles Morales previews book sell the way it does, this actually has a preview in it, and it's a, in an Amazing Spider-Man actual comic book. Yeah, yeah it doesn't this actually one all day say long. previews on the cover. So. Right, this, this right. one all day long. Yeah, this like, one, we always, yeah. yeah, those don't bother me. The previews that are in, like, uh, like uh, the what's it, DC Comics Presents twenty six, things like that, don't bother me. That's naturally part of a right, comic. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, like we always say, man, it's whatever the market dictates. You know, uh, sometimes there's people with deep pockets or lots of boxers and that are doing odd things. And sometimes we'll, we'll call it out if it smells fishy. But there you go. I meant, uh, you know, um, is this the only Spider-Man book on the list? I'll, OK, since we're talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 365 and they're talking about Spider-Man 2099. I'm hearing from very reliable sources that uh, are in the know that the uh, certain trailer will be dropping Monday morning what? Uh, that you've been uh, waiting for. And uh, and look, there's a Spider-Man cover on this screen right now. So put two and two together, boys and girls. Um, I'm hearing it's going to so set your alarms for Monday morning uh, Pacific time. Uh, it probably won't be Monday morning noon. Uh, I won't give you the exact times, but just set you know set your alarms around eight a.m. or so. Uh, and there may be a trailer that you've been really, really wanting to see for a while now. So, uh, the first book on the list is Amazing Spider-Man number three sixty-five, the newsstand from nineteen ninety-two. All right, so that's the easy one right out of the top of the gate. <laughs> what do we got next? This one is Defenders number one. This is the Peach Momoko Silver Surfer Black one in fifty variant, and several Defenders books uh, number ones have landed on the cover price top ten runner-up list. However, this one in fifty has well surpassed those with its current raw price tag of two hundred and seventy-five dollars. So why the spike? A few things. Um, first of all, this is a new series that features a new Defenders team consisting of Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, Red Harpy, the Master Raider, and Cloud. However, it also features the first cameo appearance of Omnimax and the first appearance of Taya, the mother of Galactus. Taya's appearance appears to be the key driver of recent sales, and it'll be interesting to see where this book goes in the future. Yeah, you know what? We haven't had a Momoko appearance on this yeah. show in quite a while, right? I mean, uh, this is haven't. one of the uh, the better uh, Momoko variants that are out there. Um, although I picked up a Moon Knight number two Momoko variant, which I thought I was pretty darn cool. I just got a cool one uh, the other day. Yeah. Uh, I, King, I think King Momoko, Robin one it was really good. Yeah, I think Momoko is still kind of hot as ever. I think the difference is that because a lot of her stuff is the regular priced variants, you don't see the secondary market buzz that you were seeing for a while. So you don't realize it until you get one of these ratios to pop. Yeah, it's almost like um, she's not a victim of her own success because obviously you want more work. But as a collector, when there's more like Art Germ is the perfect example, right? Yeah. First came out and then flooded the market, was doing regular covers, A and B covers. And, you know, but if you look back to certain, you know, like ratios, like a one in 50, this is the new era of collecting where 125s, 1 in 50s, mm -hmm. you know, hold their value or exceed their value as time goes on, especially if it features the combination of a hot artist and a first appearance and perhaps even a first issue. So there you go, man. Defenders number one, Peach Momoko, Silver Surfer Black, one and 50 from August 2011, sold for 275 for a raw copy. All right, man. Way to go, Momoko. All right, uh, <laughs> next up is, um, you know what? This is one of the more interesting books. We uh, Ryan talked about this last week, and this is the everybody gets everybody gets the one after this if they have a million dollars. Yeah, right. We're talking about Detective Comics number twenty six, obviously from DC in nineteen thirty nine, and we may not all be able to find one million one hundred twenty five thousand dollars in our couch cushions. I'm still looking. <laughs> necessary to buy a CG couch. Right, CGC 5.0 of Batman's first appearance in Detective Comics number 27 that sold this June. 
But what if you could get the first time he's mentioned in text for over 200 times less? Sounds like a deal, right? Sure. That's exactly what happened this week with a CGC 4.0 copy of Detective Comics number 26, where a banner in the comic advertises the coming of the Batman in the next issue. This issue sold for $5,760, and while not a record for the grade, which was set all the way back in 2012 with a $5,975 sale, it was a recent high with the last 4.0 selling for $4,544 in August of 2018. Most of us would love to have that Tech 27 in our collection, but this is a pretty great consolation prize for any Batman collector out there that doesn't have that Bruce Wayne money burning a <laughs> hole in their pocket. Yeah, and yeah, so this is exactly I had mentioned getting the first you know advertisement for Action Comics number one. Yep. But it's just funny how we see that that's I think that's gonna start happening as you see people spend how much was it twenty five thousand dollars for that miles morales preview 95 um you're gonna start seeing i think finding that advertisement for the first backer or whatever it is and there you go i don't think it's gonna precede the actual first appearances but it's gonna hold money and we saw this with this almost well, six thousand dollar sale so that's the thing is like that's why this doesn't bother me either because it's like you know, I it's natural. It's natural. Right. It's a piece of history. Would right. is right. I don't right. Yeah. I right. So I don't. I don't even have a problem with the idea that a previews book has value. The problem is how much value do you assign there? It's it's not like this book is going for more than Tech Twenty Seven. Right. Not right. like. But you know what? Like, oh wait, five thousand seven hundred sixty dollars seems like a bargain to me. I'm. You know what I mean? For and that's, how, age. that's the way I react to it when yeah. I hear it. Yeah. You know. Um, because you're it, it, the delta between this book and the price that you can buy into Tech 27, it's just so, so wide uh, that the reality of the situation is this is as close as you can get. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole of finding the uh, preview of Action Comics number one, and it was some random comic uh, that came out a month before Action Comics number one. It has a little uh, square advertisement of Superman in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that book is pretty expensive, too, because obviously, you know, that's action comics. But this is still, I mean, man, that also just cool cover. I mean, and it's also scarcity. I mean, how often are you going to come across any detective comics that are, I mean, have well, you ever seen a detective comics number one, two, three, five, ten, eleven, twelve? You know what I mean? I mean, I've I, seen I a one. I've never seen anything else, really. This one, I think. Yeah. So, but I have seen a one. That yeah, was kind of cool. That's, that's why it's called the Shakers List, boys and girls. Detective Comics number 26 from April 1st, 1939. Wow. 4.0 is a pretty darn good grade for... Uh, I'm amazed that anything that gets like a 7.0 or higher on these Golden Age books is absolutely mind-boggling to me. But All right, Detective Comics number 26. What do we got next? Well, here we have One Punch Man, My Hero Academia, Free Comic Book Day, and Variety Magazine recently... Uh, reported that renowned Japanese filmmaker Sinsuke Sato from I Am a Hero, Kingdom, and Alice in Borderland has signed on to direct a live-action adaptation of My Hero Academia for Legendary Entertainment. The first U.S. appearance of My Hero Academia is in this One Punch Man My Hero Academia free comic book day issue from 2016 which has been hot for a while now since a One Punch Man film was announced to be developed at Sony Pictures. This has given the book a nice one-two punch, and this recent news lit a big fire under uh, listed copies, pushing the book to a new high sale of $380 for a CGC 9.8. I know my kids are going to be excited about that news. Now, is this, this, is this the exact same cover uh sans my hero academia at the bottom as one punch man's first appearance or from one punch man number one it, it looks like it i'm trying to think uh because it looks familiar yeah i'm not uh, sure yeah, yeah so i don't think my hero academia hasn't had like a, a full series um like regular traditional comic series they don't just believe done, so just a yeah, manga so this is like the first like comic i think that what they call it is like the first uh comic book uh appearance yeah. Um, and I, I, to be honest with you, like 
uh, it's crazy sometimes what some of these free comic book day books. Yeah, Matt get. says it's the same. It's the same. It's the same cover, yeah. but they just repurposed it for this one, and they added the My Hero Academia at the, at the bottom of it. I do believe. Yeah, but it, it sometimes it gets it gets crazy with these free comic book day books can go for. It. But I gotta tell you, this is a book I'm a buyer for. I like I oh, like yeah. book even at the price that it's at. For the same reason you said, Ryan, my kids are into My Hero Huge. Academia. And then the fact that you also have the option for One Punch Man, you have that like uh, that kind of like double up. Right. Um, so I, I really, really like this. When I look at these prices um, and yeah, you can you can focus on the fact that it was once a free comic book day book. But at this point, it's it's on the market. Doesn't matter. Can, Last on Tuesday, we just had a free comic day book on the list that sold for sixteen dollars a day after. You know yep. what I mean? So, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you got I, it for free or not. And. I can definitely remember because I've been collecting for a while. In 2016, nobody was really like looking out for on new free comic book day. You know what I mean? I mean now it's like all the rage for to find the latest and greatest. Like in my, I think it was Stray Dogs. It was the one that made our uh, top ten list for um, yeah, new comic book day. Was, yeah. There was also a couple of Star Wars ones. I got four of them actually. So you know, um, but. It's great that they do this, you know, gets a lot of traffic into the comic shop. So, uh, man, but in 2016, was anybody really like, hey, free comic? And you know what the thing about free comic book day, if you go back throughout the years, was they were not really like taking care of you. You say, hey, here's a free comic. You just bundled up, through, you know, and, and you were there. To well, buy the majority of books. them have the shop stamp on it. Um, so oh, yeah. I know there's people who don't like to get stamps, but that's that's well, nowadays they just have like that big white square on the on on the bottom of it, you know what I mean? So, right, uh, well, that's usually where the stores stamp it at, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, do that. My, my store didn't stamp theirs, it was just a blank, it was a blank box. Oh, uh, on yeah. the, uh, on, most on stores the... have stopped stamping them because people would complain so much about it, yeah. But... Stop stamping my stuff. Anyway. Yeah, here. Uh, complain and they get it for free. A bunch of a-holes. Yeah. One Punch Man, My Hero Academia. Free comic book day from Viz Media cool from book. 2016. I absolutely love that this comic book is on this list. This just brings just happiness to my inner child. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Peanuts wow. number one from United Features in 1954. And while the Peanuts characters first appeared in a tie between Tip Top Comics number 173 and United Comics number 21, the first solo issue is a highly sought-after collectible for Peanuts fans. This book very rarely comes up for sale. However, one copy did this week and sold for $1,752 for a 3.0 raw copy, more than doubling the last raw sale of $832 in July. That still seems so reasonable. It, uh, you know, like, I don't know, yeah, for this book, I, I, it I seems we, like that's... We all seem to react that way with some of these, like, Golden Age classics yeah. where, you know, some of this classic IP like Peanuts that I don't think is ever going to go away. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Peanuts, Disney. the uh, the Mickey Mouse comics. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's... People don't realize there's a huge collectible world in the world of, like, Disneyland and Disney characters. Same with the Peanuts. And Little known fact, man, Charles Schultz, did, you didn't know it, but he introduced so many children to jazz music and they didn't even know it because just the music that they're playing in that. I mm -hmm. meant the 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 Charlie Brown Christmas album. I am still finding I'm I'm a record collector also. And that is, I forgot his name, something Vivaldi, I believe, um, is the original pressing of that record. I am still in search of it's such a great record to play during the, you know, the holidays. You know, it's basically from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I have a I, I have a new print of it, but I want the original pressing that came out on on uh, when it came out, the album for it. Absolutely. Just like if you ever go uh, digging in crates, meaning record dig record digging, look for old Disney records like the Haunted Mansion records and um, those records. Those are actually very sought after, too. But in the world of record collecting, it's not only the jacket cover of the record, but it's the record itself needs to be in good condition. Um, hey, CDC, start grading records. Why not? You grade everything else, right? Right. Uh, yeah. For sure. Why not? That Dude, that would be dope to see like a record slabbed and framed. But eh, you never know, man. Yeah, right. Records, really cool. CDs, and cassettes seem to be like kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, 
CDs, eh, not so much because you really because on a record and a record cover, you guys don't understand just the artwork because you know it's so big that they really put a lot of time and effort into the artwork. Oh, you think yeah. about a CD is so damn small. It's but like here's, now, here's why a CD matters when you look at the grand scheme of, of how long music was released. CDs were only on the market for a very short period of time. So true. there's so much music that that really won't be out there in CD form. The same reason why cassettes are so valuable. I'm Yo, saying, start right. slabbing those eight tracks, son. You know That's what I'm saying? saying? Hey, get hey, that there you go. There you Yo, go. get that Grand Funk Railroad eight track and slab it. You never know what's going for all your kids. Go look up Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, video got- games that can slab eight tracks. Cowbell rock and roll, baby. Hey, all right, hey, peanuts. Chess game is already moving. Yeah. Peanuts number one from United Features from 1954, 1752 for a raw comic. I wonder what the grade is. Maybe Mac can tell us. All right. Uh, next up, you guys got a good chance to get back on the board. What do we got? Spawn number 230. And even without content news, Spawn books are crazy, crazy hot market sellers. Crazy. Really, they are. Its variants and various covers have been spiking for years. And this one is no different. This standard cover's twin brother, Batman number 423, has also been hitting crazy high prices lately. Those sales apparently gave this McFarlane after McFarlane homage. (laughs) uh, He does homage himself. Yeah, uh, yeah, covered the biggest boost from a fair market value of $730 to its new high sale of $1,250. That is an amazing jump. Here's the thing about, um, all right, so let's, if, you know, there's always YouTubers, bloggers, Instagrammers always have this controversy of like um, uh, first cover or first appearance or first cameo. Uh, first of all, shout out to Pressable Defects for hitting uh, 5,000 subs. Hey, congratulations, congratulations, man. Wild show last night. I didn't win anything, but yo. I need I need that orange pressable defect shirt. I want it. I don't care if uh, the butcher's wearing it. Take it off and give it to me. I want it. Um, but yeah, you know, we always talk about you know uh, first appearance as to first cameo, but also the term swipe and an homage. Okay, right. so technically, an homage has the name on that, right? And I think McFarlane was the first one to do it. A swipe would be them literally. St- like stealing somebody else's cover and then putting it as their own and just putting their own name on it. Nowadays, most of the guys do uh, the name and then they say like, uh, you know, Platt after McFarlane or McFarlane after so-and-so. And, you know, that's kind of the thing that they do now. So, but to me, you know, to me, it's interchangeable. You know, when one time I said swipe and somebody corrected me, and I was like, it's okay. Homage, swipe, whatever. But, you know, technically swiping is stealing, you know, but I don't, I don't see how many people do that anymore most of them you know give homage to the the artists that come before them um you know uh but if you think about what the uh neil adams uh cover that's right behind my back i mean did he ever say you know it's an homage to the uh tech the old batman book you know i'm talking about the, right uh, right yeah i don't uh, think i don't know i don't think yeah. so so you never know man but you know that's the new thing now where they're like uh give an homage to the, as they should, you know what I mean? You know, but you know, Todd likes to homage himself. He's like, I'm going to give, give <laughs> myself some credit. Capes. If you think about how many times he has done his, an homage of ASM 300, uh, it'd be curious to see if Matt could uh, pull up the data for us on uh, what book has been swiped or homaged the most. I mean, ASM 300 has to be 300. I think what was, what's the one um, Spider-Man number eight. Where he's like yeah. in that crouch position. Yeah. Yeah. Action Action Comics one, uh, Amazing Fantasy fifteen. I mean, there's a lot of them um, uh, that have been, you know, they homaged a lot. I'd be curious to see what has been done the most. Uh, you know, so Matt, there you go. That's uh, there's uh, something for the database on, uh, on on cover price. So Spawn issue number two thirty from two thousand thirteen. I just this it's just going and going, man. I mean. I don't know if it's an anticipation of the movie. Uh, by the way, here, since, you know, we like to give you as news as it comes, they finally got themselves another screenwriter for the Spawn movie. After all this time, McFarland kind of gave up and says, I need help. Uh, so they actually got a, a new screenwriter to help write the script because uh, Blumhouse, I think, was like, where you know, Blumhouse is the studio that's, you know, doing the movie with Todd. And I still don't see how they're going to make it... Um, there you go. Spider-Man number one is huge in 1992 as the homage. Um, I still don't know how, how they're going to make a Spawn movie with a $10 million budget. 
Uh, and Jeremy Renner and Jamie Foxx are in it. How much are they paying them? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, those are two pretty big actors in the world right now, and your budget for the film is only $10 million? I My guess is it's going to go over budget. Uh, Bloomhouse will spend a little extra money. I mean, Bloomhouse is good at making low-budget horror films, but they never had Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner in their films. You know what I mean? So uh, we shall see, man. But, I t- uh, man, if it's... You think there's a bunch of Spawn comics out there, man. When the trailer drops and the movie drops or whatever, it it will it will blow up. But yeah. like I said, my thing is, if you ever seen the movie Fanboys, and at the very end, with the break in Lucas Fran- art, uh, Lucas French to steal a copy uh, of the Phantom Menace, and then they finally get to see it at the very end, and they go, "What if it's not good?" Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's I always that always dawns on me when somebody really wants a co- their uh, a see a movie being, or something being adapted, and they're like, "What if it's not good?" So fantastic. Work. Yeah, and I said I said Spider Man Eight, and but it is Spider Man One. Spider Man Eight was an homage <laughs> of the homage. <laughs> So, it's hard yeah. to keep track nowadays, <laughs> yeah. man. All right, so uh, what do we got next? Oh, yes. Oh. Next up, we've got something near and dear to my heart. We've got a little Transformers Ghostbusters number one, the Clayton Crane Virgin variant from IDW in 2019. Hasbro had a brilliant idea and placed Transformers in some of the 80s biggest franchises. For example, Ghostbusters had Ectotron, uh, the name of the dormant Ecto Transformer. This collaboration was a fun read and also produced this amazing cover by Scorpion Comics, which was limited to 300 copies. It hit a new high sale this week of $500 for a CGC 9.8. That's a sexy wow. cover. That is. I mean, uh, we got to meet uh, Clayton Crane and yeah. his, his all his quirkiness and his crew over at the KRS mm-hmm. Comics signing. Um, but this is man, the detail on this is just an incredible. Cool. Uh, hey, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying no. I was just saying um, he is, and I, I wouldn't say slowly becoming, but his output is becoming more and more. Where people are going back looking at some of the older stuff he's done. And, and this book, to me though, is also like a prime example of something in the market that like people have to pay attention to. I, I remember no one intended prime yeah. example. I, I remember when this book uh, got solicited, the the original um, solicitation for this book. And I, I was working with a company and we were producing exclusive variants and I pitched doing this book and they didn't want to do it. It was a crossover. And obviously these are two lesser selling properties. Um, but my whole thing was I didn't think a lot of people were going to do it. And there not is now, it's not lesser selling. Everything is selling now. But you're talking about two just smaller niches within. The exactly. Yeah. Market. Yeah. Um, but but the reality is when you end up what you have seen in the exclusive variant market and shout out to KRS Comics being a prime example of that is that some of these retailers can come up with whether it's concepts or bring artists to the table that the publisher wasn't going to do or couldn't do. And you end up getting a collectible like this, which far exceeds anything that was naturally released by IDW. Uh, so that it ends up being really the like hallmark collectible for this series so i mean that's it's absolutely amazing big win for scorpion yeah i mean it, i don't want to give you what the ingredients are and how to get a a, a variant made but you know let, there's because there's ndas from um you know like Kara's comics and things of that nature but let's just say there's a menu uh mm-hmm. that you could choose from with artists and covers and comics you know you just can't be like yo i want this peach mocha variant on this batman number one you know what i mean that, that they, well, you they can have try to, it don't work that way. yeah I mean, you <laughs> but it try. doesn't work that way exactly yeah it's very interesting and the amount of money that it goes into so uh before i remember you know people used to poo poo on like store variants like they you mm. know they weren't valuable at all but that man the script is flipped around wait till you see the krs comic sneaker variant that uh, oh, people are gonna it's get gonna, their head they, their i'm excited to see soon. what the aftermarket is on that mine's on the way Mine is on the way. The meaning of both worlds, man. Sneakerheads and combo collectibles. I, I mean, it's just, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I keep repeating this every week, man. And Jack also sees it with the trading card world. Our worlds are colliding like a, a bad mini series of convergence or, or something. You know, it's just everything is coming together. I mean, people from different collectibles. If you think about Transformers, that's a huge collectible community as well. I mean, in terms of, if you think about G1 toys, like Transformer mm-hmm. G1 toys, right? And obviously Ghostbusters, they, there's toys there too. I mean, if you watch those Netflix shows about the toys, I think it's called The Toys That Made Us, right? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yep. I absolutely love it. But it's, I think it's like two or three seasons. 
Bro, there's a name for people that collect My Little Pony, bronies. bronies. And then I mean, it just goes, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, hey, but you know what? There's room for all of us, man. More power. It, it makes the hobby and all hobbies more profitable and more people. It, it just, it's just good overall. You know what I mean? I mean, sure, prices are going up, but hey, if you bought this in 2019, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself now that the market has picked up. But uh, Absolutely. all right. Get ready for an offer because this book I absolutely <laughs> love, and I have been Gorgeous. looking for this, and uh, it's just iconic to me. Vampirella number one from Warren Comics back in 1969 has always been a highly sought-after comic magazine, and it has everything going for it. It's got an iconic cover by Frank Frazetta, beautiful and beloved horror comic hostess who will become a horror drama leading character by issue nine of the series and a series of horner genre short sto short stories creator forrest j ackerman along with publisher james warren assembled some of the greatest comic writers and illustrators including neil adams reed crandall mike royer and other greats like ernie colin tom sutton and tony tellerico for this premiere issue little did they realize the lasting effects this character would have on the comic book industry this issue has consistently risen in value over the past few years, so it should come as no surprise that we have seen numerous raw sales hitting the $1,200 mark with a very recent CGC 9.2 shattering the previous high of $3,000 and selling for a whopping $5,300. Give it up for our all-time favorite blood-sucking vixen captivating comics about fantastic females <laughs> i just love this look at this uh look out she's waiting inside the first collector's edition for you i um, wonder who uh, what year was this i wonder if betty page was the inf inspiration probably it looks the very betty page has yeah. been around since the 50s this came out yeah. in 1969 but uh you know, we always talk about good girl comics on here. You know, the I I would argue nineteen six this issue started the trend of bad girl comics, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the nineties kind of took it and really blew it up into steroids and kind of when I say bad girls, you know, just overly sexy. Whereas right. good girls were were sexy, but they were Classy. sexy and. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, downgrade classy. them, but yeah, they were classy dames. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you know, you they were they they, they were pinup girls with that kind of forties do, and then they would wear like you know uh, lingerie. To nowadays, that that's the kind of lingerie that people wear out in public as just normal everyday dress. You know what I mean? It's like, go to a show, go to a club or show, and those are the kind of things they wear. But the Vampirella still going strong to this very day. Uh, and speaking of which, she's hit twice on this list. Wow, back to back. That's right. Maybe this is a little more obtainable, but I don't even know there. I don't even think so, man. Yeah, yeah. This one's hard to find. This is a tough find. We're talking about Vengeance of Vampirella number one, the Royal Blue Foil Edition from Harris Comics in 1994. And speaking of Vampirella, she has a ton of amazing covers, all done by the industry's leading artists. And for some reason, artists are drawn to sketching their own versions of this sen sensual horror character the cover for the 1994 relaunch of the harris comics relaunch of vampirella was done by joe casada and jimmy palmiati um there was a red uh first print a teal second print a gold limited to 500 foil for this cover um however it was this cover that was commissioned by comic cavalcade uh it 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 said that due to the unavailable ink that Cavalcade intended to use, they had to make the quick decision to pivot to the royal blue color for these 100 copies. With only 100 copies, uh, these are super hard to find. This is the perfect example of what time does for a super low print book. When one comes to market, it now sells for crazy high numbers like this rare sale of $3,250 for an even wow. rarer CGC 9.8. Yeah, just be careful. There are some other iterations of this that aren't nearly as valuable at all. This is limited to 100, all right? And when you think about it, this is Joe Quesada way back in 1994. He's the head of Marvel Comics nowadays, but, I mean, if you think about, you know, doing back then. And I would tell you, 1994, you go to your comic shop, there were tons of, the, if you remember Evangeline, uh, Dark Child, 
uh, Don, remember Don uh, by Lindsner or Lindsner? Uh, remember all those kind of sexy girl comics covers? And Vampirella mm-hmm. was always on the shows. I mean, they were everywhere in 1994. I mean, we always talk about it too. Like uh, we used to have swimsuit issues, right? I mean. Uh, and it wasn't just for the guys, because you would see Superman in a speedo in these swimsuit issues as well. You know, it was kind of funny. But yeah, like like nowadays, you would never see a swimsuit issue. But it was all the rage back then. You know, uh, you know, like Don to me is still some of my favorite covers. That uh, Linz, Linzner or Linz, it's always it's Linzner. You know what I'm talking Linsner, about. Michael Cry Lynch. for Don. Cry for Don is the book. Yeah, Witchblade also. Uh, Michael Turner and Witchblade, come on, man, come on. Those are some of the most gorgeous pieces of work on covers ever that Michael Turner did on the Witchblade run. Absolutely fantastic, man. I love me some what Turner did on Witchblade. Probably the best work he's done ever. I mean, you know, later on he did that uh, that Chick from the Sea book. Um, I already forgot about it. <laughs> Fathom, Fathom, I think. Uh, Ariel or something, the, the Fathom, yeah, Fathom. But that wasn't nearly as good as his early Witchblade stuff. And the stuff he did in The Darkness was absolutely, I mean, just... Not only did the covers, but he did the internals. I mean, what can he? Who can say that about now? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know about not you know, that anyone's work. Uh, you know what, Tony Daniel. Yeah, Tony S. Daniel. Yeah. I'll say uh, for those just joining us, man, make sure you peep out Harley Quinn number one going on sale. Uh, pre-order ParisComics.com on Saturday. Remember Saturday. At noon Eastern, nine Pacific. Use discount code of LOTLB to get. Um, 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. And also now that we got everybody up in the lather, we're going to go check out the cover price show. No, we got one. Our... We got one more. Uh, shoot. I must not have done it. What is it? It's the J. Scott Campbell Wolverine cover. Oh, well, you know what? Here, this is what I'm going to do. You know what? Uh, we just go to. <laughs> yeah, go I'm going to go to the website and, uh, and just show you guys. So, yeah, I forgot to upload the graphics. Sorry, I was busy at work. Um, uh, but while you guys are in there, uh, let me show you this while I pull up the cover price website. Make sure you check out our friends over cover price. I'm going to drop the link in there. Cool giveaway. Uh, all you have to do is go to this link and you, you can win. Those are some cool and Enter to win a chance of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one from Boom Studios. Go check out the link I just dropped in the live chat. Uh, and uh, let's see what's shaking today. And I will pull up that comic because it's absolutely incredible. And I feel so stupid that I didn't have it. Um, I, I don't do it. the show the, the on the same computer I make the graphics on, which is stupid. Uh, you know what? I'll actually, hold on. Maybe it's on my Canva if I'm not stupid. Well, we could just show them in the thing. It's probably in the. Yeah, we'll show them anything. You want to show them anything? We'll just show them anything. F it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. All right, so uh, <laughs> let me share. Okay, where is it? Okay. Hold on. Bear with us, boys and girls. I, I should have this perfected by now, but uh, here we go. All right, let's see what's shaking on cover price today because the list changes every day. Um, you know, full screen so you don't see my ugly mug. So I will. Dun, 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 dun. Let's look for what issue was that? The last Wolverine one on the list, boys. Yeah, the last one on the list is Wolverine number one, and uh, we're gonna show you how the website works. Isn't this fun? This is fun. I'll show it to you, and then you can read the graphics on it because I was shocked at how much this book is going for nowadays. Hey, uh, Jack, can you read it? I closed mine out. My next. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what year did it come out? Let me see. Uh, 2010. So it's probably yeah. one of these. Yeah. 2010. There it is. There it is. All right. All what right. can you tell us about Wolverine number one? We're looking at Wolverine number one from J. Scott Campbell from Marvel in 2010. And as one of the most valuable modern variants, this Campbell Deadpool cover for Wolverine number one is always on the top of the cover price rare variant list. If you recall, Marvel had big uh, hoops for retailers to jump through to even obtain a copy of this variant. First, you had to be a registered diamond dealer. Second, you had to mail into Marvel directly 50 covers from a specific list provided by Marvel. This was highly controversial, despite doing this again with DC Books for Campbell 
Deadpool Siege uh, for the Campbell Deadpool Siege variant. Uh, this was one tough book to obtain and a costly one for retailers. Uh, this book in a CGC 9.8 previously floated around the three to 4,000 range for years until it uh, jumped to just shy of a $10,000 book back in April 2021. This was just one sale, so it was unclear if that was a blip in value or the new norm. Well, we now have additional data point uh, confirming uh, that this may now be a $9,000 plus book. Wow. The same copy that sold back in January 2021 for 3500 just went for an astounding $9,300. That's a nice return for just over six months. So if you need some cash, like selling comics at a profit, and own a copy of this relatively scarce variant, there's only 175 total in the CGC census, 105 universal and 44 uh, in CGC 9.8. There's an opportunity to lock in your gains. Wow. Crazy, crazy book pushing 10. I mean, typically J. Scott Campbell doesn't do many dudes. He does the, he does a lot of females. You know, he, he's, does, he's known for the, the, the female characters he does. But this is one of the few that actually looks really cool. And, you know, what the, like you said, the hoops they had to jump uh, through to get to. What I wanted to mention about this book is um, there's a black and white version of this as well. Really? Yes. Uh, and uh, if I can get to it. Uh, I will show you on the cover price spawn 230. Let's look at it uh, on the cover price app or excuse me, the website. Uh, here we go. So I have this one. Oh man, it's only worth $10. The <laughs> uh, So let's look it up. Uh, so I click on search spawn 230. Look at that real live stuff. This is the one you want. Uh -huh. This is the harder one to find. Uh, $596 for a raw copy, uh, almost $1,200 for a graded 9.8. Uh, if I look at this one, yeah, right around the same. But, yeah, uh, but that that sale for the black and white was 2020. Exactly. So yeah. I'm sure it'll be. You don't see many come up at all. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, I wouldn't say it's a ghost, but they're not hard to find. Although probably James has a couple of them. He <laughs> finds yeah. all those. Oh, he definitely them. has it. Yeah. So let's go see what's shaking today, boys and girls. I found some really interesting things when I looked what was shaking earlier today. And it's kind of based on some news that's been dropping recently. But uh, these are the shakers of the week. Hey, look at that. Uh, this wasn't even on here earlier than when I looked. Well, Fantastic Four number 49, the first wow. full appearance of Galactus. First, Definitely first appearance on the cover. Um, the usual suspects on here. Uh, Hulk 1, Avengers 1, Hulk 181, first appearance of the Punisher. Um, look at, wow, a lot of Spider-Man books. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, I heard from uh, some uh, a little birdie that uh, the spider uh, you may see some type of trailer dropping Monday. You know, there's also something called CinemaCon that's happening, so it makes perfect sense. But I'm hearing from a good source that you're going to finally see a trailer you've been waiting for. This is dope. Let me look at this. This like is that. Darth Maul, the David Aja or Aha variant. One in 25. That's sweet. First appearance of Cad Bane. Look at that. 12, 1124 for 9.8. This is just a dope cover. Oh, man, that is so cool. I love the way they, the use of uh, the black with yeah. the kind of white specks in it. Hey. You can a spec. Yeah, we were just talking about this on the uh, Letters of the Longbox show with Mikey Sun. We had a long-term spec list for um, Werewolf by Night, and we had Man-Thing on there. So uh, grab your Man-Thing. <laughs> and his book is hard to find i've given up on it but you know look at that march 13 only 3200 bucks that seems like a killer deal to me 8.0 i would pay 8.0 for are there multiple printings of this i don't believe so um but i'll look let's see i was gonna oh. say be careful with that one yeah they don't really reprint magazines at all uh so yeah this is definitely one that probably you're not going to see i don't think i can't think of any magazine because this was a black and white magazine format right. so i can't i can't think of any time when there was an actual um you know uh reprint of it and as you can tell this publication is mature for the mature reader oh. um you know 
as you can tell by the severed head on the cover, I don't know what else would give it to you. Hey, well, look at that. We're just a talking. Violent voluptuary. Where's that? It's on that on the Manthing cover. Tomorrow's violent voluptuaries. Voluptuaries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like uh, the term they used for the person that made coffee back then. Um, hey, look at this. We were just talking about this. We had Peacemaker number one on the list for it. Here is Peacemaker number one collector's edition. The man who loves peace so much that he's willing to fight for it. Also featuring the Fighting Five and the Ruler of the Darkness. This isn't even his first appearance because his first appearance is in the Fighting Five, I believe, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fighting so, Five, but, 40. But this one, the other one, look at that, uh, 1400 for an 8.5. Highest known value, 2100 back in October of 2004. And, hey, he's going to he he's gonna be uh, coming back in his own series. So there you go. This is fun. Oh, yeah. 1952, a little pre-code horror. Tales calculated to drive you mad. Looks kind of like a fun cover, though, if you look at it. You know, you know those characters on there. Uh, mad Magazine, Rock, man. Yeah, Raw Comic. Exactly. Very Mad Magazine looking. It is Mad uh, Magazine. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh. It's the first, first issue. Oh, they purposely made it look like... Uh, here I was thinking it was like... Uh, it was, this is an EC book, though. Yeah, but then DC bought it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So this is Mad issue number one from EC. Uh, so I think Mad Magazine is different, though, isn't it? Yeah. I want to say mean, this is the first Mad Magazine. I mean, it looks like the same font as Mad Magazine. So somebody in the live chat, tell us if Matt's in the live chat. Uh, drop drop us uh, drop some knowledge on us, man. But because uh, this looks cool, like like I don't think you ever see this EC Mad Magazine. Um. Spider-Man number five. Hey, Kingpin was on our long-term spec list, too. What else was on our long-term spec list? Let me see, man. Damn, what's going on here? Um, love this book. Ah, I can't tell you how long I've been talking about this book, boys and girls, but this one is absolutely gorgeous. This is the uh, first Kind of looks like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, this is, of course, Rosie the Riveter, uh, the puzzle variant for Exiles number three. You can say it's the first appearance of Captain Carter or not. It's a little bit different, but she has a shield and the star, whereas the Captain Carter version has the uh, Union Jack on it. But like I said, it's whatever the market dictates. This is the one in 10 variant, uh, 9.8 sold for 9.25. Oh, man, I got mine signed, too, by McCone, uh, the uh, artist. I had two of them. Now I only have one. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about some Star Wars, man. Look at this. Star like Wars it. number 43, I do believe. Is this the first appearance of Lando? Lando. Yeah. yeah. First Lando, appearance yeah. of Lando Calrissian. Second appearance of Boba Fett. $7.99 for a cool 9.8. Like to see that. Love to see these kind of Star Wars yes. comics, man. For a long time. They were slept on for so long, man. Wow. First appearance of the Phoenix. Raw. Sold for a thousand dollars. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Nine point eight sold for thirteen thousand. This is the can't wait to see what Feige does for it effect. Uh, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> nobody cared. Ah, uh, so if you guys have not been paying attention, um, there's been some news uh about a uh, secret wars. Um, I'm not gonna take credit for it because we talked about it a couple of years ago, but uh let's just say our friend uh we got the scoop two years ago from Mikey Sutton from Geekosity. And uh, what happened was um, during Megacon, one of Mikey's uh, associates asked, uh, was there or was asked and filmed uh, Jim Shooter talking to somebody. And he told the story about how a youngling or uh, not, you know, one of the, one of the younger people that Marvel had him try to sign like a blank uh, sheet, uh, basically saying, Hey, just agreed to this. And, you know, Jim Shoot already know he was work for hire, so he knows the game. He's not going to complain about his, you know, 5000 or He's like, just take the money. They're going to give him $10,000. And the names on there were Beyonder, Titania, Black Suit Spider-Man, and others. And so Jim Shooter says, looks like they're going to be developing Secret Wars. But uh, if you've been a fan of this channel, you know we've been talking about this for a while. I have this variant. You did. I was going to say, do you still and you don't? I think I still do. I love it. And it's it has a distressed look on it. Yeah, it's very uh, cool. Yeah, and somebody tell me what this is an homage to. I forgot. This is the this is definitely an homage to something. If you even see it on the the signing down there, I do believe it says, yeah, Brook Mark Books homage. I forgot yeah. what it's homaging though. 676 for a 9.8. Gosh, darn. 
man, I hope I still have it. Please still have it. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know I had it at one point. I know I have this. Strange Academy, number one, the Umberto Ramos, one in 25. The only one I don't have is the Breakfast uh, Club homage, the one in 50. That's the only one I don't have. I should update my stuff. I also have two of the Walmart variants. I need to update my cover price. I sold my Peach Momoko variant, um, but this is the one that this is the, the – the, I have this – the, I have the Virgin in a 9.8. This is the J. Scott Campbell variant. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of Strange Academy and what's going to happen. So uh, it's good to see this one getting some love, too. This is uh, the one in, in 25, Umberto Ramos, man. Strange Academy. Great read, too, man. Hey, we had this book on our long spec list. Remember these funky characters, the Enforcers? Yeah, we did. This is actually features some first appearances. This is Amazing Spider-Man number 10, Raw Comics 0 for 570. I believe that's like Hammerhead and some other weird one-off characters. These talk about C list of the Spider-Man's rogues. I don't think you can put them in the rogues gallery, but I'll show you here. Here's some love for Ryan, man. Here's some DC book. This is fun. I love these old DCs. The Comic Cavalcade Merry Christmas, a galaxy of America's greatest comics featuring Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and The Flash from 1946. How awesome is that? Very cool. $500 for a raw copy. Just, I mean, this is just the fun goofiness of History. golden age covers, right? Yep. I mean, you know, you got the flash, uh, you know, green lantern, uh, wonder man, or excuse me, wonder, wonder, man. Uh, wonder woman. Um, love holiday man. covers too. Yeah. Love holiday covers. They don't do enough of them anymore. Uh, what if Jane Foster, look at that. That's jumping ghost rider. Oh, is that Momoko? I do yep. believe that is Momoko. Yeah. Peach Momoko, 1 in 25. Ghost Rider number 2. Four. Oh, not even a 9.8. $400 for a 9.6. The Momoko effect is in full effect. Ah, here we go. We had an we had Echo on our – we had a long-term spec list for Echo. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go check out the show from Sunday. I have my man Mikey Sutton drop some nuggets on us. I have a whole long-term spec list for War of My Night and – and Echoes, those are two of the series that are coming to Disney+. Plus. This is the first appearance of, I believe, Maya Lopez. Or, uh, is it Echo? I don't think she becomes Echo yet. But anyway, uh, a great book to have. I have mine in 9.8 signed by David Mackey. Um, so that's cool. You know, matter of fact, I need to update that. Is it, does it show I own it? Wait a second. Let me see. All right. It does show. There you go. I own one. All right. So, Tim, Lon, Lon uh, Espinosa comes through and says it was an X-Men book where Doom is holding Sue Storm. That's right. Very good. That's right. For the homage that Mark Brooks dug for Star Wars. Thank you, Lon Espinosa. All right. Here we go. Rock and roll, baby. I, oh, look. at Is that? It looks like Ming the, the Merciless. From Ming the Merciless? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, Marvel Super Special number five, four and a nine dollars for a raw copy. Nine. This isn't even the blood cover, is it? No. This isn't the blood issue, is it? No. Dude, what is Kiss doing fighting Ming the Merciless from Flash Gordon? <laughs> That's nuts. It's awesome. That's why. That's why it sold at the top, man. Yeah. Man, Marvel is dominating. Let's good to see some Micronauts love on here. Of course, we can't go on. Here's what I was saying, man. Would Secret Wars coming? If you notice, I'm going to goofy ass Batman cover. There you go. Yeah. If you notice, there's a theme on this book with Spider-Man and look one, two, three. Those are all appearances of Black Suit Spider-Man. Okay. So that's why I'm saying with Secret Wars, people are finally, you know, this book I think has been long, like slept on forever because this is the, oh, this is a Canadian price variant somebody snatched up. Good for you. Early appearance of black black costume, but it's also the first time the black costume appeared in this title, Spectacular Spider-Man number 90. Um, 315 for 9.6. Wow, this book used to be super cheap. Now look at it, man. But yeah, but this is the Canadian price variant, boys and girls. So it's 75 cents. And the regular one, I believe, is sixty cents. There you go, down there at the bottom. Yeah, man, I didn't even know there was a Canadian price variant for it. I need to get that now. Where, where you want to see the goofy? Uh, which yeah, one was it's it? down right there. <laughs> this one. Yeah. <laughs> Bondage. Love it. The strange lives of the Catman. Goodbye, Comics, Batman. Number three twenty. I tell you, I really miss Goodbye, word and Batman. thought bubbles. Too bad you don't on... have as many lives as Catman has. <laughs> is Catman even still around? That's what I want to know. That seems like a steal. Three hundred dollars for an eight point five. Wow! Look at that, man. Um, oh, Ooh, this is gorgeous. <clears throat> yeah, DC Superstars number. I think 11. Justin has one of these for sale on his whatnot. Yeah. 
Zaytanis, mistress of the cult trapped by demons in a world beyond death. Giant magic supersized. That's awesome, man. 269. I love these these covers from, you know, Bronze Age. Uh, just full of nostalgia. I mean, you just, nowadays covers are totally different. You don't see it. Here's a little J. Scott Campbell cover for you uh, for Amazing Spider-Man. He did a small run on this run of Amazing Spider-Man. Like I told That's you. Cool he, he, yeah. First appearance of Moreland and Ezekiel. For those who are uh, specking Moreland and Ezekiel, go and get that right there. Um, uh, classic. Love this Starenko. This is Starenko, right? I do believe this is Starenko. He did 50. I know Starenko for sure did the, uh, the logo. Here's here's my X-Men story for you guys, boys and girls. Um, I tweeted at... Um, at Jim Steranko. And if you ever if you ever spoken to Jim Steranko, he loves to hear himself speak. He created the logo for the X-Men as we know it for decades and decades and decades. You know it's issue 49, old logo. He took over in issue 50 and they asked him, Hey, can you guys can you do a new logo? And he go, Yeah. And so Steranko, yeah, Steranko did the art and he did the new logo for it. And uh, the story that Steranko tells you that he has not received a penny for creating the X-Men logo. <laughs> <laughs> I just ask him about him. If you ever see him at a show or just tweet at him, man, he went on a diatribe when I tweeted about him and he just went off. Like, he, you know, it only fit like a 280 characters. Well, he, his response was five different <laughs> tweets of the 280 characters. Um, why is Godzilla on here? Let's take a look at this. Ah, that's why sometimes it doesn't matter what it is. Cause it's a 30, a 30 cent variant. By the way, I love these Godzilla comics. Some of the worst stories ever told, though. <laughs> they're not good <laughs> stories at all. Uh, but from a nostalgia stake, they're they're pretty cool, man. Uh, but there you go, boys and girls. We so, got two, four, uh, apparently, that Avengers number 11 is the second appearance of Kang. When we were talking about it the other day, when we were joking around saying it was the first appearance of Spider-Man meeting Kang. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize that. Which one? Avengers? That Spider-Man or that Avengers 11. Right, uh, right yeah i didn't know that see people snatching up second appearances that's just a thing nowadays first second appearances um you know uh, stop sharing now boys and girls we kept up enough of your time we're over an hour but everybody yeah, oh, shout out to all 178 of you watching appreciate you guys for hanging out with us man um yeah that's all i have any last words jack no man no, this uh, pretty. Yeah, appreciate everybody in the chat. Chat was active tonight. Uh, I, I saw some offers in there, though. Definitely saw yeah. some offers tonight. The offer show continues. Yeah, but you know, I'm surprised list. some people had two or three on there. I mean, you know, Matt Matt showed a little mercy on them today. He didn't go. Yeah, yeah, there, was a, there was a couple of obtainables. I see some one for nines, a couple twos. Yeah, especially ASM 365. I mean, everybody should have that one in their collection, right? The newsstand, new though. Stand, though. Oh, a newsstand. Well, now we'll yeah. it's okay. We got to be technical. All right, it's a newsstand. All right, put Ryan, a point any five. Nice words. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, we always. I'm blown away that we have one viewer, let alone 170. So thank you for joining us. Um, leave a thumbs up, and good luck on next week's list. Because <laughs> I always like seeing where we're at at yeah. the end of yeah. it. So make sure you guys, hey, sub up. We're at uh, 6,907 subscribers. So also, hit the link right there for the giveaway. Uh, I'll show you guys again what you guys can win. This is a giveaway from our friends over at KRS, or excuse me, uh, Cover Price. You can win a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one from Boom Studios for free. All you have to do, click on that link and follow along to where it goes. Also, follow them on their uh, social medias, and you can see how you can win this gorgeous book. Don't forget... Natalie oh, Sanders, gosh. Harley Quinn, the animated series, number one drops on Saturday at noon. Remember, boys, Saturday at noon, nine noon Eastern, nine Pacific. Use discount code of LOTLB to get this gorgeous. Look at the definition de in her abs. Definitely Margot Robbie, man. That is definitely a uh, homage to Margot Robbie. It looks dead on just like her. But uh, we, I may see you guys this weekend. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's a Gigosity one-year anniversary, and Mikey had promised to do something. So we'll see how my schedule goes. It's also my girlfriend's birthday. So uh, we're going to try to work things around because, uh, hey – Happy wife, happy life, or happy That's girlfriend, right. happy life. You know what I mean? So, uh, we'll try to squeeze something around because if I do go live uh, for the one year anniversary of Mikey Sutton, uh, I spoke to my old friend, the Black Knight, and we're finally going to reveal who the Black Knight is. I'm going to have the Black Knight and Mikey Sutton on the same show. It's going to be incredible. No way. It's going wow. to blow your minds, man. But uh, until then, boys and girls, 
Keep digging in the lawn box, and we'll see you when we see you. That's as best I can tell, right? Peace, everybody. All right. Keep digging in the lawn boxes. Now let's do this. Rewind, select town. Come again. Pull up that from the top to the very last. Jump, 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 jump. Who are you to make their lives bitter in hard bondage? In this, you shall know that the Lord